An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the award-winning GV70. And with the first ever electrified GV70, you get all that stunning design and innovative tech in an electric vehicle. The electrified GV70 features the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. The exclusive G-Matrix grille stylishly hides the charging port. Inside, discover a driver-oriented cockpit featuring fingerprint recognition, available Nappa leather, and premium navigation with a 14.5-inch HD screen. Engage boost mode for an exhilarating 483 horsepower. And when it's time to charge, DC fast charging will give you up to 80% charge in minutes. Your Genesis electrified GV70 is waiting for you. What will you begin? Learn more at Genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the first ever electrified GV70, featuring the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. Learn more at Genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, I am so excited to have one of my favorite stylists, celebrity stylist and co-founder of The Period Company and so many different parts of her business that she's launched since becoming a stylist, Carla Welsh. Carla opens up about how she started her styling career by working in a restaurant, working retail since she was 11 years old with her dad and how she met the love of her life and husband there as well. Carla is sharing with us how hard work very hard work and saying yes lead to a majority of her successes and how sacrifice is sometimes really hard and painful to look back on. I'm so excited for you all to listen to this episode. It's really good. It's progressive. It's honest. It's candid. It's open. It's really important and something we all need to be speaking more about. So let's get right into it with Carla. And I hope you love this episode as much as I do. I think anyone who knows what a stylist is, and you know, and I know Mm -hmm. that so many people actually don't, but, (laughs) but I think anyone who does absolutely knows who you are and is a giant fan. And I also think people obviously outside the industry really know you as well. And I think you've become this very prominent voice for so many Mm -hmm. different things for so many people. But I also, the reason I started climbing in heels was because I think that from where people sit and how they view people in the public eye is, huh, she got lucky. 
How did she get oh, there? Oh, I know. Right? Or like, oh my God, who's this girl? Carla Welsh. Like, she just appeared out of nowhere. God, how did she like whatever? So I started this because I think for all the epic women that I know that are at the top of their fields, everyone's journey is so completely different. So sure. incredibly challenging. None of yeah. them have happened overnight. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, right. Yeah. Not 20 years yeah, overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If 20 years is overnight, mm -hmm. yes, it happened overnight. And so I think I, I, I first want to just touch a little bit. Where'd you like come from your family? Like just a little bit sure. about like, who were you? Were you like an awkward shy kid or were you like a cool kid? Yeah. Were you like no. awkward shy? Right. So I come from a really small town in Canada, okay. powerful British Columbia, like tiny. If you took Highway 101 <laughs> to its very end, that's where I'm from. And I was the youngest of four okay. kids and we were pretty insular. Like we just played with each other, probably because my mom was like, I'm too tired. You don't need to go on a fucking <laughs> play date. But also I was like that kid who we went out on our bikes and we came home when it was dinner time. You know, I feel so lucky to be, a, you know, a 70s, 80s kid yeah. that got to kind of experience the world you safely. know, in ways our children, yes, safely. Right. <laughs> no, I think the world's still safe ish. It's just so different now. Right. We really had so much freedom growing up. Yeah. So I think I was, I was not that outgoing and I'm still not that outgoing. Like I'm like a bit of an imposter when I like, right. I'm an introverted extrovert. I know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, are for you sure. Virgo, right. Where you're though? like, you're Virgo. Yes. We're yeah. both Virgos. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. It's our thing. And you know, I have to like, really prepare to go into a room because I'm like, oh, I'm not that interesting. I don't have anything to say. And but then I like to be easy with people, but I'll also like get right to it. I'll just be like, oh my God, are you happy with your life? Like I like, I just can't do anything I know. casual, I think. No, I want to know. Same. So I think I was like a daydreamer too as a kid. Like I loved playing with my Barbies and I loved just imagining and I was always pretty comfortable with my own company, you know? Yeah. And I still think that's to this day. I still am. I have so many amazing, like, it's funny. People are like, yeah, but if you were doing a party, you'd have 200 people. And I'm like, yes, for sure. But yes. like, who do I want around me on any given time? Like one yeah. or two, or like yeah. if I'm going you out and things, I, I have to mentally prepare myself for it. Honestly, for sure. Not weird. Cause it's still like, work we're in such an on business right and and I will say you have a sister and I have a sister and like my sister is my best friend and who I want to spend they're like oh are you going on summer vacation are you going to Europe I'm like no I'm going to Canada yeah. and I'm making my whole family be there yeah. and that's what we're gonna do isn't that like so, it's so interesting and I say the same that because I've had my sister I don't think I ever leaned on friends the same way that a lot of my friends do I mean I'm definitely thankful for that and I'm sure you are too because there's too. a comfort and a safety and a you don't have to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, built okay. in playmates. So, okay. So what happened? So you go through like, you, when do you leave Canada? So I grew up in a, in the fashion business, right. not the fashion, the retail business. My okay. father had a store. Okay. I worked with him from like a very young age. I would go there after elementary school, probably because he was the babysitter. And I, he would put me to work, like dusting the shelves and folding the shirts and like, then yeah. like maybe when I was 11, I started doing his window displays because I like loved it. And so yeah, I would do all the little tableaus. Okay. Yeah. And then I became, started going, he'd take me on the buying trips with him and I would get to buy the clothes. And then I started working for him. And so that was my constant through, because we had to have jobs in our household, but I would be my, I was my dad's like A plus employee until wow. like all through college and that. And then graduated and I kind of floundered to be honest like I but I wasn't really stressed out which maybe I should have been but <laughs> why like I went to college and I was like oh, I kind of suck at this like I just I wasn't ready for learning and the funny thing is is like I love to learn and I'm so curious about the world and I I'm always like you know I think sometimes the higher education is wasted on young people because if you're not ready to be there and learn it I mean kids nowadays are so focused and are so amazing but I wasn't that so I was Most like, weren't. okay, I'm going to go travel. Mm -hmm. Then I watched, I mean, I'm so influenced by cinema, of course, as you are too, but I watched Tequila Sunrise and oh. Michelle Pfeiffer was the maitre d' of her restaurant yes. and she was making angel hair pasta. And I was like, <laughs> that's what I want to do. I want to go around a restaurant. I want to be Michelle Pfeiffer and have Mel Gibson come in and I'm going to make an angel hair. And Kurt Russell. Whatever the hell. And Kurt Russell. And that's Kurt right, Russell. Right. And then, so I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I was like systematic 
and I went to chef school and I went to food and beverage school so that I could know both ends of things. Like, I think that's part of like really what makes a stylist too. Cause you know, we can go on a photo shoot and we're like, we can produce it. We know how yeah. the best shot we can yeah. direct hair and makeup. And then we yeah. can tell the photographer what to do. Like that's our brains, right? That's wild. Okay. Okay. Well, it's also yeah. freaking me out. Cause you know, that was my first job. I was a hostess. Time oh, Roger. no way. I was 19. <laughs> well, okay. This is fucking wild. Because, in an Italian so restaurant. Then I, I worked like, like up in Vancouver and blah, blah, blah. And then I worked in this really famous Vancouver restaurant. We won James Beard Awards. It was great. I was really poised to become a, a partner in the restaurant. Uh-huh. And a restaurateur, yeah. And one day this fucking guy walked in and he sat down on table 17 and... That was it. That was Matthew Welch, my husband of 21 years. He came and sat in my restaurant. He wrote me a love letter. And he, and, and you remember working in restaurants? Oh, yeah. You're nice to people. That's our fucking job. Oh, we yeah. Want your tips. Oh, yeah. You're nice. Oh, yeah. And I was, but I was always nice. Cause, but it's also, you know, it's a performance. Like there's a song oh, and dance. Yes. And boys flirt with you because they think you're being nice because they're basic. But yes. And we had like a real run and like it was all, all my best girlfriends come from there. I'm That's where I built my biggest community. Dead. And, you know, they were all young, good looking girls. We got to wear whatever we wanted and we were all, we all dressed really nice. And uh, a lot of boys came in and flirted, but this boy sat down and I was like, <laughs> well, I guess we're making a change. And that was it. I came down to Los Angeles to meet him actually in Palm Springs. I said, oh, I'm visiting my aunt. And he came and we literally were like, okay, let's get married. Get out <laughs> of here. And that was it. I know. Isn't that crazy? That was it. I'm dead. That's crazy. I met Roger. He was a waiter and I was a hostess. Shut up. And he literally said to me, whoever you see come in with a cell phone, seat them in my section because they'll be the biggest tippers. Because they had money. They had money. And yeah, of like, course. It, it literally. And here we Look are. Look at you, teamwork from day one. Why? That's so crazy. Wait, I never knew. See, I could like stop here. We could end here. I'm so happy yeah. now. <laughs> but didn't you love working the in a best. restaurant? Like I it was want, the best. I have I have learned so much. That's why I, I always say to young people, work nothing you do is wasted, right? Yes, it's true. From me working in the store, from me yes. working in a coffee shop to yep. working in a restaurant, that's where my skills have come from. A billion like, percent. And they a don't do percent. that now. They graduate and want to be the like vice president of the company. And they want to be the vice president of the company. And they want to be paid like it. It's uh, like a thousand and with the vacation days like that go with it. And like the balance. Do you know what? Like, I know a few CEOs right now that when I recommend people, they go, do they ever work in a restaurant? And I say, oh, I what do that. you mean? They're like, I won't even meet somebody that hasn't worked in a restaurant and been a waiter or a waitress. It's a thing. So what you're saying is very valid because it's a discipline. It's a way to talk to people. It's mm -hmm. a way to meet all kinds of people that you yeah. have to like, I don't yeah. want to use the word service. And it's fun but. as fuck. Like it's <laughs> it so much fun. You got cash in your pocket. I like know. I know. Watson. And that's also why I'm like an outrageous tipper. <laughs> Someone once said to me, you'll never go broke given a good tip. And I was like, well, there you go. Oh my God. It's so true. Okay. So I'm fascinated already. So you come to LA and so I got come, married. Crazy. I got married. <laughs> You're a baby. We had right? a bit of a, how old were you? So I met Matthew when I was 20, just actually my birthday's 9-11. It was my 27th birthday. Okay. And then we got married, I think when I was 28. Okay. So yeah, I was a okay. baby. Yep. And you know, as someone who had worked their whole life, yep. it was really defined by work. And yep. I, I still am mm -hmm. being down here and not having a job was a crisis. It was yeah, like my first crisis in life where I was like, I don't know what to do, who I am and what I want to do. But secretly in my mind, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a stylist. I wanted to be a stylist, you know, in my last year or so in Vancouver, especially when I met Matthew because of photography, he's a mm -hmm. photographer. Yep. And I think that's right when we really started knowing what, or at least for me, like the fashion editor, what's the fashion editor doing? And mm -hmm. celebs weren't quite hitting it yet. You were, yeah. you were about to bust on the scene, right? But then, <laughs> but then you were there and that was the kind of, no, you're my like total model. And I, I think nobody it. in our position can say that you weren't Aww. you and you, Andrew Lieberman, of mm -hmm. course, but like you were more like that 
you were in, the, in our eyes, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say in, a, in the face because that doesn't sound right. But like, yeah. So then I started, I floundered a bit and had a lot of crises, especially when you're first married to someone, right? Of course. Who you didn't even fucking know. Of course. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> but I don't think I ever thought, what did I do? I thought, let me figure this out. And well, all of a sudden you open your eyes and you're like, it's that turning 30 crisis of like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm a grown up. Like what, what yeah. happens now? What happened? And, and, and what do I want to do? Sure. And what, what nourishes me? And I came from a family of people who work and like are hard workers. So I was just missing that. And so I started, Matthew had a stylist who was always late, never prepared. And he kind of, I saw how it affected his job and how he wasn't successful because of it, or, you know, he was still successful, but he wasn't yeah, yeah, like sure. killing it because of it. And I said, I can do it. And he's like, you can't, you've never done it. And, and I started assisting a bit, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a good assistant. Yeah, I was a great employee. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. But cause I think I was just ready. You know, I just knew that I had it in my mind. So I asked like a record label, I think it was like Atlantic records, uh-huh. if I could do this job that he had. And they were like, it was no money. It was like the easiest risk they could do. I think I got a thousand dollars all in with like four people. <laughs> and then I just took, was so, off so to the races. Ended, and so I, you ended up negative basically on that job. So yeah, I right. mean, I went, do I, I remember building out the business. When I started with Celebrity Abbey, I went like $200,000 in debt. Oh, And back in the day when oh you had God. no money Nothing. to begin with. No. Yeah. And you, and you had crazy. to pay for shipping and FedEx and tailoring because the client do. wasn't paying, right? So yeah, and the client, yeah. And the label, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's how it basically started. And I just... And then I was doing like lots of musicians and but did you just kind of plugging away. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Loved. loved, 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 loved. I just loved it. I loved clothes. I loved And I think that's the sort of thing that not everybody knows until they're physically doing it is that it's not the, I like clothes and I like fashion. So I'm going to be a stylist. It's the right. Do you remember like stacking bags up your arms oh, yeah, and course. walking and through then, like the, the Beverly center, the cuts of the, <laughs> the plastic cuts. bags in your arms. Cause you didn't want to take two trips. That's I can feel the burn yes. in my arms still. Yes. That like burn from the ropes in the bag oh. right here in the crook. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have like, and it looked like. What drove me crazy was like the people taking the elevator at the Beverly center didn't need to take the elevator. They couldn't take the escalators. And, and then you had to like take the escalators yourself. Cause they were, those elevators were so slow and they were full of people who didn't need to use them. <laughs> totally. Totally. hundred percent. So much grunt work. And like sweltering, I, sweltering, sweltering, sweltering. Holding garment bags, <laughs> tripping over. And yes, a thousand percent. Because people have yeah. asked me like, what was it like to be a stylist in New York City? I'm like sweating, oh, I, sweating, no, climbing upstairs and walk-ups. When I started working in LA, I said, this is a vacation because you oh, can for sure. put things in your car, in your car. and drive yeah. and then unload. Yeah. It's very yeah. civilized. It's not civilized in New York. Even now, I don't want to go do a job in New York. They're it's like, can so you come hard. in and do a fitting? And I'm like, <laughs> it's really I don't know hard. that I can. But okay, really so hard. what was the like moment where you were like, okay, and maybe it wasn't like one, but was there that moment where you got an opportunity and you were like, this is the biggest opportunity of my entire styling career. And if I fuck this up, I'm done. Or were you like, oh. I'm too nervous? You know, like, what was your moment? Yeah. What was, and when was that? I think one of my biggest things was like literally getting kind of discovered yeah. and breaking into the celebrity market. You know, I got... Which is hard. An agent, yeah, kind of plucked me. And mm-hmm. it was like a real fairy tale story. Right. And then I just was like, I'll never say no. no. Yep. And so I said yes to every job that came my way. Because yep. I thought I can learn something. And this is basically... To the point where I would do a music video until five in the morning oh, and yeah. get on a plane and go do an editorial oh, in yeah. New York. Oh, yeah. Kind of psychotic, but who am I to say that's not why I'm yes here to talking everything. to you today? Yes to everything. Yeah. Yes to everything. And, and I honestly, you know, I have an amazing team. I've always had amazing people who really work with me, like assistants and that. And But then, you know, people come in and out and they're like, I just want the balance. And that's amazing. But if you want to do what we do, it's a choice because the industry is not going to change for you in this year (laughs) or this decade. It's just, it's a choice. And I respect people who want that life balance. Good for you. But if you look at anybody who got to a certain level, they got, because they said yes. 
It's true. And, and, and you can have that mindset, but when your name, if you ever get your name on the door, you're going to call me and be like, oh my God, you're right. Yep. It's so incredibly true. And it's funny because a lot of the women that I've had on Climbing in Heels said the same thing, that they basically just always said yes, because they knew yeah. there was something they could take away. And even if it sucked, it somehow yeah. oh, taught them. And so many of them sucked. So many of them <laughs> sucked, especially the music videos, especially the night oh. shoes, especially the disgusting yeah. locations that felt like you were going to get killed. And like, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> for sure. Like, and years of that. And like, but I have to say, I think it really does put the fire in you to get where you, where you get to, honestly. And I think it's that grit that makes you appreciate so much the like for sure the getting there and I think it's like I mean you know and I know there are people that are very confused as to who the talent is and I think 100%. that's a more recent thing I do yeah and I think you know look we can thank social media for that and all of these things but I think at the end of the day the old-fashioned way of working your fucking ass off mm -hmm. saying yes being grateful, yep. getting your ass kicked a little bit. It's yep. okay. I think that's really the people that get to the top, honestly. Rachel, it's the waitresses. It's the waitresses. It is. Well, what did you just say there? Say yes. Say yes. Work your ass up. Get kicked around a bit. Yes. It's, true. it's a performance. It's, true. it's the same skills that I had working yep. in that restaurant yep. as here, but like a little more fun. And retail and, is the same. Retail is the same. And retails the same and and you're right about it. I you know I was with Petra the other night at the Aww, Chanel show and sweetheart. we're just talking about oh the next generation because yeah. I was leaning, popping up as that you yeah. know what I mean I yeah. remember that and there's always going to be that right of course, of course. Of course. I know that'll there'll be a different where my timelines run out but I was like yeah but there's some of us who are so consistent yeah and chill yeah and just our operators you yeah. know Yep. Not to take the glamour out of it. No, no, it's true. Also, I'm a fucking businesswoman. I run a multi-million dollar company. Yep. Like that's that's Carla Welch styling. Yeah. That's the deal. And yep. it's like I pay my employees and I give healthcare and retirement. And it's like that to me is like, wow, that's a part of it. You know, it's like it's so important. And that's something I say to young people, like, know how to pay the bills because uh, yeah because it's a business but I think you thought beyond it and that's the other thing and yeah. I really want to talk about that also who who was your first client visible that you were like that people were like who the hell is Carla Welsh oh Olivia Wilde oh I just saw her at baby to baby I love her she's fucking yeah, I mean, cool seven we've been together 17 years no way We're, yeah 17 years so she is like my Jen Garner. 16 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, I'm not yeah. obviously doing it anymore. But no, yeah, well, but yes, like, we were together for a hundred years. And now we're, by yeah. the way, now we're, we're like mom friends. It's so funny. Uh, um, well, life just. But you know, you asked me like that question of like, where I thought, oh my God, I have to make it or I'm dead. Yes. I mean, I feel nervous every job I do. Me I too. mean, not me as too. much anymore, but I, no, I have that like. butterflies still. There's butterflies. Mm -hmm. And I remember having like the first kind of real movie star opportunity mm -hmm. came my way with an actress and she was trying out, a, and it wasn't that long ago. And she was trying out a couple of stylists and everything went wrong for mine, <laughs> like to like Ted Cruz winning the election to the fire, to a shooting. It was just like a storm of like negative oh <laughs> and God. it didn't go my way. And I remember being devastated. And it's just like, yeah, shit doesn't always go your way. But like, there's something else great around the corner. And I'm like, I'm glad it didn't work out. But like, and I feel like a lot of so, things did happen well for you over the last, like, yeah. you know, really well. Amazing. Really well. Yeah. With new clients. Really well. Old clients that are crushing yeah. it with like. But isn't that funny in our business though? Because yeah, you still terrible. are like, I mean, you're still on it, which is, I you think, great. It. Like, I still have that fire in me. Well, by the way, when you don't, is when you need to pause. And that's correct. When I did pause from it because yeah. I couldn't. Well, you were in a, yeah. a fucking shit storm. You know what I <laughs> like mean? Actually. Of like us weekly when it was like the most insane. Like you, you like so much, so much. Yeah. So much. And also, but also like created an industry. So thank you. Well, I mean, I, I thank you. you and mention you all the time, I mean, but you're the sweetest. I sincerely, we wouldn't. And listen, I wouldn't have known what to do. But here's the thing. I've taken like, I think it's been about a seven year pause from styling. And 
only this year did I realize, okay, I'm starting to remember why I lived and died for it again, but I can do one or two people like maybe, you know, but like, because it just started, the industry changed a lot. And I think the, the politics and the systems and the, it got a little gnarly for a minute. And listen, unlike you, because you have incredible people on your team, I could not find incredible team. I really struggled with that. So maybe if I do start styling and I'm just going to have you hire my team. Oh, okay. Sure. I'm great at that. I apparently I'm not. It's my super skill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at my team team, but styling for whatever reason, not. So yeah, I'll come to you on that. Okay. So then what happens? So you, you're obviously this like superstar stylist and like world domination. I think you're 20 years younger than you are all these great awards, all this great recognition. And then you start doing, first of all, you're very loud on social media and you're very principled and you're very politically active and very uh, not shy about your beliefs, which I love, which I love. And I've, I've tried to become louder over the last probably three years. You have. And I think it's amazing. I love it. I've, I mean, listen, I think at some point, if you don't say something, then you're complacent. Right now, a hundred percent. I believe that. Right. I remember that night we met and I, my speech, cause I got like the voice of, and it was really before. And I don't care to like say that I started it. Cause I certainly did not. But I remember in my speech, I said, no one in this room will lose anything by speaking up. Yeah. But no one at the time had. Yes. I remember Roger was like, great speech. And I was yeah. like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but I think it's, we just don't have a, it's fucking wild out there. It's what the world is freaking mess it's our country it's are insane mess. like we should all be on the fact that we're not all walking on strike for gun safety is mm-hmm. insane to me I, of mm-hmm. course i understand that's the complicity and like the complexities of things but like that's just who i am but i was like that as a kid you right know, that's who like i remember my brothers were like we have a cabin on a lake and it's it's not fancy it's like rough in canada but they were like <laughs> shooting baby frogs with their bb guns in the water so I jumped in the water and I treaded water for like three hours so that they couldn't shoot anything. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't shoot me, to be completely honest. And it's a BB, people. This is not anything serious. But like, I have like, I've just never been afraid of it. And I remember an agent who, you know, we both know, said to me, you better stop, you know, kind of close your mouth sure. a little bit. And sure. I said, just you wait. <laughs> like, yeah, no fucking way. Yeah. Well, well what happened why? to me, like, I was, I was selling clothes at the time when all this sort of hot mess of this country started to come out. And a lot of customers were in places that don't share my same beliefs. And oh, of course, yeah. so a lot of people at different positions were like, just stay quiet. And then after yeah. a while, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, 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 nope. Because then I, sh- then I agree. Right. Then I agree. And so I think for me, it was just sort of like there's a responsibility and also like a burning in my soul to just scream. Right. So I think all of that. Okay. so then so then what happened? So then you're like, okay, I want to start multiple different parts of my brand in my business. Right. Because then you're like, okay, I need more. I need to not only style like, you know, 20 amazing clients and work my ass off and have the student people. But like now I want more. So what happens? Yeah. And I also thought of it as like, you know, longevity and how mm-hmm. can I provide for my family and like multiple revenue streams. Yeah. But also, I also just thought it would be fun. Yeah. You know, we in the era that you and I kind of came up with, yeah. like you first and me a little bit behind you, you know, we got treated as wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's your direction. Yes. And the the ad men, always men would be making the decisions. You know, you'd be on a beauty campaign. They'd be like, well, blah, 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 telling you how a woman would feel or a perfume campaign. Like, and I would just okay? think, I just think you guys are bozos. <laughs> and some of them were amazing and you could have amazing creatives. But I thought, why are we siloed into such a limited space? Yeah. Why? Like, why wouldn't I design t-shirts? Why wouldn't I have these other ideas? Like I can... Not that I am saying I'm some creative director, I'm not, but I think that there was opportunities to do so many more things and we kind of had the platform to do it, right? Like you, you did it. Yep. 
Like you're, uh, you need to bring back your line. Like those suits were so good. Oh my God. Sarah Foster every day is like, where's the suits? Where? Uh, the good news is I'm still wearing them all the time because I love them. I placed, I would you place did. your clothes all the you time. Did. I love, I love you so did. much. So Me, you just someday, think about that. Someday. someday. Yeah, okay. It just has to be in a yeah, better, but- better partnership, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do like a little more high end. We'd buy it. You're so cute. But yeah, I think that's what it was. I was like, I wanted to flex like a little more. And I think maybe that's because I was like an underachiever as well as a kid. I'm like, are you okay? And what what part is the underachiever? What are you doing? No, as a kid, I was an underachiever. My parents are think I'm a marvel. They're like, wow, you were like, so, so was I. our little stoner. Yeah, I was, I mean, who wanted to be a student? My kids are my heroes no. right now. These straight A kids. I'm uh, like, where did you come from? <laughs> so mommy's so proud. Mine falls after me. Unfortunately, <laughs> my husband was like that straight A student. And really? I was like, well, and he's creative too, though, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but he was like a straight A art center student, like of course he whatever. Of course he was. Whatever. But you know, I just thought it would be like fun and and I think like, you know, besides you, I kind of was the fur like the one who followed of mm-hmm. like having brand partnerships yep. and having collabs yep. and ex Carla. Yeah. It Levi's like, first. It, was it Levi's first? Levi's. Like, right? It was Remember? like the Haynes and then yep. the Levi's and yep. the Express and the Eddie Bauer and like I don't even know what the hell else I did, but like also, like stylists are pretty unique in that we understand what's missing from the market, right? Of course. And we touch which, everything. When brands can, which is everything, right? Yep. Like we know we're merchandisers in a way. We can go into a store and be like, you know, what's really missing is this. Mm-hmm. So I, I love getting to do that side of things of consulting now and working with brands. And, but ultimately, I'm like you, like, for me, my rock stars are like the Pier Paolo, Nick Legesquiers, the friends of boys. I mean, and to get to have like their clothes come to my office or to work on a dress with them. Still keep I remember out, watching right? the Rachel Zoe show when you were like with that dress you put on Cameron Diaz for <laughs> the Chanel with yeah. blue. Everybody's mind that here's like a lucite heel and a freaking <laughs> short dress to the Globes. Like, come on, that's like one of the most iconic Globe looks ever. And but how you talked about. You got to work with Carl. That and was it's like, my that's, drop dead moment for me. That's a drop freaking dead. dead. Like put it drop on your tombstone. I worked dead. with Carl. Yeah. You know, literally. And like drop dead. I said, I can quit. I'm done. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Annabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. 
The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the award-winning GV70. And with the first ever electrified GV70, you get all that stunning design and innovative tech in an electric vehicle. The electrified GV70 features the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. The exclusive G-Matrix grille stylishly hides the charging port. Inside, discover a driver-oriented cockpit featuring fingerprint recognition, available Napa leather, and premium navigation with a 14.5-inch HD screen. Engage boost mode for an exhilarating 483 horsepower. And when it's time to charge, DC fast charging will give you up to 80% charge in minutes. Your Genesis electrified GV70 is waiting for you. What will you begin? Learn more at Genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. And for me, all I want to do is bring their vision to life. So, you know, so sometimes it's fun to bring our visions to life. But yeah. for me, I have so such deep respect for the designers so and wanting to make them happy. Yep. So it's a thrill. So for me, it's always still a thrill. Yeah. But by the way, and that should always be your reminder that that's why you're doing it. Like meaning that's what yeah. wakes you up. And I think that's the thing. It's like that fire that obsession with that moment and like they walk out the door and they walk onto the carpet and you're like <gasps> yeah. like yeah and you're and, and your phone the best is when other stylists yes, are like yes, ding 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 I yes, love it you know yes. yeah I was just Little doing validation. that with Sam who I love and she's in Cannes the sweetest girl you know I started so with good. her she was the only stylist yeah. that was nice to me her and Elizabeth Stewart were nice to me and everyone else was really mean I cried <laughs> and Andrea it, man. they're so there's only room to be nice. There's just, just not, and it's all changing so much too. Like yeah. you look at the carpet sometimes and yes. you think, what are we doing this for? Like, where's the meaning? Mm -hmm. I still love it. But like sometimes yeah. I think, you know, with streamers and the saturation level of events and yep. we could reclaim a little magic. I it's think, true. I don't know how they're, but I think that's why you're diversifying for that reason. Yeah. So that sure. you can keep doing what you love and yeah. keep touching other things. So you keep sure. it new and you keep it yeah. interesting. You keep your creative yeah. sort of flow going because that's yeah. very important, especially for creative people. Because if not, yeah, for sure, you start to get really pissed off about things. You know what I mean? Listen, when you're getting a little pissed off about it, <laughs> too pissed off about it, I mean, then you know it's time, right? No, it's true. It's true. But I will say, I think that you're very inspiring for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that your your loud voice is appreciated, I think, by a lot of people. and I. Oh. You know, and I, th and I also think, you know, it's funny, like your personal style, like for anyone who doesn't know what Carla looks like, she's this very, like, if you know, reality bites and Winona Ryder, that's her total vibe. And she's so cute. <laughs> she's a little pixie with this Canadian accent about, oh my God, <laughs> which I love, but okay. So you're also, I think what we need to really mention here is that you're also a mother of a teenager. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it people it's a trap <laughs> no you have the sweetest boys I don't have a, I mean my kid's amazing not sweet I look at you and I think oh look at those sweet angels yeah but they're also nine and twelve they're nine and twelve they're gonna be sweet forever I hope so. I can tell I hope so I mean I hope so but listen I think this working mom thing to me is the hardest job out there you know, yep. 
I just do because I think there's a pull and I think they need you. They need you. Of course. You know, being a child is the one thing my husband was like, you know, we need a little more give and give. And I was like, when did you give to your poor single mom? You didn't. Exactly. Childhood is like when you get to be an asshole with abandon and your parents still have to love you. Like you don't have a choice and and your, your heart won't let you have a choice. Right. I can never, in my kids being a dick to me, I could still not never just want to gobble them up. Of course. Because I do. It's crazy. Wait. It's crazy. How old, how old is he now? He is 17. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So, and I also want to point out something that I think is actually very important because while you're building your career at its most pinnacle, challenging times of building, also married to a creative. And that is also something I want to mention because when I was starting out, it was sort of the whole like New York thing, like 25, I went freelance, right? Again, not a great assistant. So I went freelance at 25 and Roger was an investment banker. So we basically didn't see each other for like five years because he was working 24 seven. I was making and my editor job, $17,500 a year, just so you know. Remember when editorials paid one seventy five? Oh, yeah. I do, actually. We had to beg I mean, for 200 We had to beg for 200 yeah. <laughs> And you ended up negative because you had to pay for all the messengers and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think I want to touch on that because I had my children later in life. I had already been doing yeah. my career, I think, like 15 years. Roger and I were together 18 years before we had kids. Wow. So, But, but I always say in hindsight, like, how would I have ever done that well built? Because I was working literally 20 hours a day, flying all yeah. over the world, like doing these yeah. crazy music videos. And you, you, you wouldn't have, by like, the way. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I might have been not building my career as well, or like maybe even an absent mom. Like, I don't know. So how did you yeah. do this? Did you take him everywhere with you? How did you do I this? I did it the big, and listen, I'll give you some pretty heartbreaking news. Like I know that I missed out on a lot yeah, for my career, which is, it's hard to say, and it's a hard pill to swallow. Right. And, and I don't think it's like, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying it for any sort of sympathy, but like, there are pivotal years that I need it to be there. And I wasn't, and you know, like a yeah. little more of a backstory yeah, yeah, yeah. about my kid yeah. and he's trans yeah. and he's like, yeah. you know, there's a lot that goes with it. Yep. You know, also, I didn't come up when there was like mommy blogs or in social media that was not happening when I was a a mom, like the resource. I was like in my thirties, but like somehow, I I mean, it just happened. I didn't think I'd get pregnant. It wasn't a thing. And we just kind of like, I was probably a little like lax about it, but I will say I'm so fucking grateful to my husband because he, we switched roles, right? We switched traditional roles and Matthew really raised Clem mm-hmm. and gave up so much of his own creativity and in his, his goals to allow me to like super soar. But if I had to look at it and I say to moms that, cause we all are moms now, yep. I say to them with the younger kids, like you got to carve out that, like you're in that time right now. You've yep. done it perfectly, right? You had like the pinnacle of the pinnacle. Then you had your babies and then you, you've got to have them in like the most important time of their life. And I didn't get to do that. So I'm going to like, you know, but no like gonna write a book about, yeah, I don't actually have regrets right. because I've built a fucking amazing career and yes. I'm so proud of it. Yes. I have pangs yeah. of hurt over of course, it. Of course. As we do. So is, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's where it's like, oh man, listen, damn it. We don't write this, right? We don't write it. Yeah. We don't script totally. it. Right. We don't yeah. like in, and I think if you do no life follows script right? It just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And I think that, listen, I know a lot of moms right now, creative moms in our field who are there busting their fucking asses and their husbands are home and it works and it works works. and it works. And I need their mom. I I hate to say it. Like you need a mom. I mean, not and uh, hey listen that sounds so privileged actually i'll take you know I'll i know what it. you it's mean just like if you, know you mean you know what i mean like there's like clem and i have like such an incredible bond but clem and matthew are besties like yeah. you know i don't have they i get it i get it so it's just a different and it's probably not the narrative we were taught too right sure. where it's like that it would be ass out doing it of course that's all okay so you have a 17 year old i have a nine year old <laughs> 
Like what? So like I could say, oh my God, I wish I was a young mom. I'm sure, not. Of course. Right. Exactly. So it's, there's trade-offs, right? And I think there, there's all the trade-offs. If I could do it differently. Oh, I would try to balance a little more it's hard, though, but it's hard. Our business doesn't allow for it. It doesn't. And I do say that. And it's interesting because I think when I really stopped was when I had my second child and I realized mm. that I was sending team out to do the job and that did not work for me. And that it didn't work, work for in our my biz. clients. It doesn't work. So you really didn't have a choice in that moment. And I think you should really yeah. know that, that you didn't yeah, have a choice sure. and you should go to sleep at night knowing that you didn't have a choice because you were providing food and you were providing, you were totally. building what now will set up Clem later. For sure. And so I yeah. think, and I do think that some of the hardest working people I know come from badass moms who work their ass off and very hard For when sure. the kids are little. And then they really grow up and go, God, fucking, I get it. Like, I get why yeah. she did this. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> I can't wait for that <laughs> It will. It will. Not at 17. Yeah, not at 17. At 23. Listen. Again, you've built something incredible. You should be really fucking proud of yourself. You do a lot Thanks. in the fucking world, not just for fashion. And, Thank you, Rachel. You know, and, and I, think you <laughs> I, should, I think you should be proud. Yeah, I don't, I don't regret it, which is like kind of an interesting thing to have too. But it's like. Yeah, it's just the pangs, right? And but I, I did, it. you know, what I like to remind Clem of from like one to three, that kid was on like when the flights were free, <laughs> he was on all the New York jobs. So I'm like, I didn't ditch you. You just don't remember. <laughs> By the way, they don't remember anything till after three. Okay, so wait, yeah. last thing. So can you tell me about the period company? Because yes, I really I do to. want to understand it. And it is quite significant in, in our world. Thank so please, please yeah, explain. It's a, it's a major thing. So I actually started it because Clem, even though he's a boy, got his period early. Okay. And it was like 10 years old and this little cute meathead didn't know, like, A, at the time I didn't know Clem was a trans. Okay. And so there was all this, but he did. Okay. So there was all this just this trauma around getting their period. Okay. But there was also logistically like you're, you're asking a 10 year old to change pads at a school. Sure. And at the exact same time, I was like kind of grossed out with the amount of period waste I was creating okay. like pads and tampons for everyone watching never decompose. So the first one your grandmother's ever used is still on the planet. So it was kind of just like the light bulb went off in the head because there was period underwear because I thought that was going to be the best bet for Clem. Sure. But it was super cost prohibited. And, and I didn't find it to be a really great product. Like it was good for a backup if your tampon leaked. Okay, great. You catch it in your underwear because tampons leak all the time. So I just kind of had a moment and I had, had done understood manufacturing because of my, my t-shirt line. And I thought, I'm going to make the most absorbent and affordable period underwear in the world. And I'm going to make it so that Every kid and every mom and every dad or anybody with a period could choose this way to period. Okay. Cause it was just, it just is better. <laughs> Me, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm biased, but like right, I find it, it's a much more enjoyable way to have your period. And, and so I have an amazing co-founder. It's this woman, Sasha Markov, who's an incredible CMO and she brought impossible burgers to life. Like she worked at mother London for many, many years. And she, I told her the idea and that I was going to do. It, and she said, well, the most important thing of having a great product is having a great brand. So let's do it together. And right. that was like pure serendipity because right. we had met each other many years later before rather. And so we've come together and, and our main goal was like, wow, periods have kind of been looked upon as really shitty our whole lives. We've been told they're shitty, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been told globally that they're a stigma and that they're awful and, and they can be. Yeah. But like, what if we were told something completely different. And what if boys were told something completely different? What a different maybe world we'd have. Right. So we started the company, we called it period, blah, 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 blah. We launch immediately on day one, someone sends me this letter about like period poverty, which of course I knew period poverty is when people don't have access to yeah. care, like one in four Americans, which is that's so insane to me. That's so mental. It's mental. But we quickly, we thought we were a sustainability company, which we were, but then we realized, oh my God, we're not, we're a mission driven company. And our mission is to eradicate, sustainably eradicate period poverty. Mm -hmm. So we work with organizations. We have a direct consumer business. We just launched nationwide in Walmart, which is amazing. amazing. Like amazing. the capitalist side of it, unbelievable, yep. going great. 
But the most important side of it is that we work with orgs all over the world, whether they're governments or NGOs or just private foundations of people who want to make impact. All these programs, we're about to launch this incredible program in Kauai, where every single person in Kauai, regardless if they're you or me with a bank account or someone at the poverty line, working poor, we're giving everybody five pairs of underwear and a pack of pads to see what happens in a space when you imagine that nobody goes without and everybody has a democratized form of care. So we're going to see what happens. And we're going back into Kenya. Yeah, it's, it's so... Like, it's so funny. It's, it gives me the same feeling as when I get an amazing couture dress. Yes. Which, yeah. is, which is like, I, yeah. I smell the dichotomy and I'm like, wow, that, but it's just my life's purpose is actually to do this work. And everything's led to this moment. You know, I had an amazing platform because I had amazing clients yeah. and friends who yeah. elevated our brand yeah. in ways brands couldn't buy, right? They yeah. can't buy it. The impact we've had already just with social. Yeah. And we do an amazing thing where we like team up with friends or celebrities and we do match days where they'll say, Hey friends, the period company is going to match everything that says Rachel today. Right. And then, then we do a big donation. So we just right. kind of work relentlessly to show the world that it can be done because our huge goal is like, listen, we want someone to come in and we want governments to come in sure. and say, okay, we see what you did here. If they'll and talk we saw about the impact. it, if they'll admit that we actually have it. You know what? It's crazy. I mean, a week ago, a girl got killed by her brother for having her period in India. I know. Sorry, I should give you that trigger warning. I mean, but it—it's like babies because he didn't even know what a period was. Literally, like babies and diapers. It's the craziest thing. It's like babies and diapers. They thought, you know, so so much education is needed, and it's like, but if you just start, you can change things. And maybe we're in a different world now where we can't rely on government to help it change this. And maybe it's just great citizens. But I think if you can combine everybody like citizens, governments and businesses and billionaires, come on, come on buying, you know, buy a hundred million pairs of period. It's true. It's, it's true. And I think, but it's funny because funny, sort of ironic, because it's sort of you think about this concept, you're like, how do I change the world with this? How do I impact the entire freaking world with this? Right. And it seems overwhelming. But I think that you're already scratching the surface in a really, really big way. And in a very short time. I mean, this is when did you launch this? Two and a half years. Yeah. God, that's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And and even getting people to have the conversation is helpful. Listen, we have signs in Walmart that say period on them. Bless. 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 Thank you, Walmart. Bless. Thank you, Walmart. <laughs> oh my God. I adore you. I adore you. I love your passion. You're so talented. I love all the girls that you work with and the boys. And oh. the boys. You work with boys hey, too. Oh, Lots thank of you. them. <laughs> Justin Bieber, casual. And this Haley. Is that one. Casual. Yes. But I love all that you're doing. I love, I really do. I Aww. love your voice. I love your loud voice. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> I do. I know it's loud. It's Sometimes loud, I'm like, but I love uh, it because it tone it down. Like, but no, don't actually. Really, don't. No, I can't because you know what? So many people who really had their have their had their rights squandered over years. Yeah. Who don't look like us, right? right? We're white women. Yep. So we have to run out of privilege in our lifetime. We have to spend the privilege we have until the day we die, because we're not allowed to get tired. They're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. Tell that to the civil rights fighters, the freedom fighters. It's true. Who've come before us. Like we don't get to, and that's just the way it is. Period. And I love you more for it. So thank you, my love. I love having you. I, really oh, I, do. Love- I could talk to you. I could do a part two and a part three, but you know, I am okay. going to let you Whenever get back to your life. But you thanks know. for having me, Rachel. Um, it's been I such a you. pleasure. I adore you. Have such a great I love week. You I love you. Keep you too. You know, your world domination. I'm loving it. <laughs> It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Hi, I love this podcast and I have a question for Rachel that I'd love to hear her answer. I'm a mommy to two beautiful children. They're seven and three. My first love was fashion design, but I was at a point with my brand where it made more sense to take a break and be with my kids. Now that my youngest is three, I'm dreaming of getting my brand going again. At 34 years old, do you think that ship has sailed? 
Am I crazy to try and start back right now? If not, do you have any advice for someone trying to come back from taking a break after having kids? Thanks, Rachel. Okay, so first of all, no, it's never too late to come back or start over or continue what you started. I do think you have to first take a look at the business that you're in and what you're going back to because chances are it has changed a lot. I don't know a business that hasn't evolved and changed substantially over the last five to seven years. So I would definitely really think about that before you go headfirst into it. But absolutely, 34 is the perfect age. And I would argue to say that you are probably more focused, mature, and probably have the right perspectives on things, including business at 34 than you were at, you know, 26. And, you know, I really find, especially with women, that the older we get, I really think the better we are mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. So, no. And I think that I would say, depending on what you do, I would say really study it and really see what the market is looking for and also what the market is missing and really consider that and start small. Start small and don't get yourself into a big overwhelming situation with inventory and things like that. So good luck. Okay, next question. I am going to be a mother of the groom in February 2024. That's very exciting. Any suggestions where to look for a dress gown? I want modern, up-to-date style. Also, any ideas what will be in for next February? Well, I would say, listen, I believe there's so many variables to consider with a wedding. I got married in February in New York City, and it was black tie, and it was at night, and it was at the Rainbow Room. So my bridesmaids all wore black velvet, <laughs> and my mother wore gold, and I believe Roger's mother also wore like white and gold. I think when you're in February, depending on is it black tie, where is it? Is it an away wedding? Is it a city wedding? Are you in cold weather? Are you in warm weather? All those things sort of weigh into it. But I would say color wise, I love navy in February. I love gold all year round. I do think you can wear black as the mother of the groom, but I think navy is a better option or a metallic I think is really chic. I love a sleeve. I love an off the shoulder because I think the prettiest part of women is their sort of neck and shoulders, especially at a wedding. I do love Monique Lulier for everything wedding. I love Vera Wang. It depends really on what your budget is because there's really so many options out there in every price range. You can also get something custom made. You can pull a dress image that you love and have it made at your local sort of seamstress shop and pick your fabrics and things like that. But obviously that's a lot more work. Show Me Your Mew Mew does amazing sort of bridal in every size, shape, color. They do a huge wedding business and very reasonable. So I think that's also a great one. But that would be my suggestion. So good luck. Okay, everybody, don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing Inhales Pod on Instagram, and I just might answer your question. Do you want my help styling your summer? Through Curator, you can sign up to receive boxes curated with my favorite fashion, beauty, and lifestyle products every season, starting with our summer box. Valued at over $400, this customizable collection is available to members for only $125. Plus, when you join this season, I'll send you a very glamorous free gift as my way of welcoming you. Head to curator.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com for all the details on this exclusive offer. I want to thank Carla so much for coming on Climbing in Heels. I love bonding with her even more over the pain that we both experience growing our careers. You know, I've said it a thousand times, styling is not what it appears to be. It is grueling, it is painful, it is not glamorous 90% of the time. It's not what you see on Instagram, but it's amazing. And I think, you know, you can clearly see the passion in Carla's eyes and in her soul. You can hear it in her voice that she still loves it so much. She's very grateful to her work, to her clients. She's expanded on her brand in so many different ways. And I mean, just honestly reminiscing about emptying our cars in a mall and carrying the things out of the Beverly Center and literally like having our arms cut up from holding so many bags because you didn't want to make another trip. 
that really just got me because it's just so clear in my mind still after all these years. Carla has really helped lead the way in really speaking very loudly, very candidly about things that matter to her, whether it's politics, whether it's equal rights, and using our social platforms for good and speaking up. Because I do believe if you don't speak up, it really means that you agree with what's going on in the world. If you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I'll see you all next week. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.